Hello, and welcome to the Narrowing Path, Walking the Spiritual Walk. My name is Steve Einstein, and thank you all for joining me today as we go through and we do the July 4th reading of James Allen's Daily Meditation. For those of you listening in the United States, I will grant you a happy Independence Day, and I hope you have the day to um, spend with those that you care about. Now, I'm looking forward to July 4th. The first three days of July have just been outstanding. I keep saying it already. Um, I've been really just thoroughly enjoying how um, the encouragement and like the real strength of the messages we've been getting already this month. So we'll see how the rest uh, of uh, it plays out. But July 4th, I'm really looking forward to. And this, of course, will be fresh to you and fresh to me, meaning this will be my first time reading it or hearing it right on this podcast with you. So you'll get my genuine response, reactions, observations, and uh, what I relate to about the reading. So, all right, here we go. July 4th reading of James Allen's Daily Meditation. How can he fear any who wrongs none? The righteous man is invincible. No enemy can possibly overcome or confound him. He needs no other protection than that of his own integrity and holiness. It is as impossible for evil to overcome good, so the righteous man can never be brought low by the unrighteous. Slander, envy, hatred, malice, can never reach him nor cause him any suffering and those who try to injure him only succeed ultimately in bring in bringing ignominy upon themselves the righteous man having nothing to hide committing no acts which require stealth is fearless and unashamed his step is firm his body upright his speech direct and without ambiguity. He looks everybody in the face. How can he be ashamed before any who deceives none? Ceasing from all wrong, you can never be wronged. Ceasing from all deceit, you can never be deceived. Hmm. I like these. The, 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 the meditations that have the undertone of the strength that comes from living this way of life are always one that I am grateful for reading. Um, because sometimes if I, uh, I forget or it just isn't at the forefront of my mind because the living a different way of life takes priority and is new and, it, and it's uh, a rush of excitement almost, but also it's scary to do things differently. It's intimidating maybe. Because you've lived a way of life for your entire life. You've, you've behaved and acted in a certain way this whole time. So to know that when you keep doing the right things for the right reasons, you become this individual that can stand resolutely. You'll become this individual that is unconquerable that is 
unashamed of the individual that he is and unashamed of the and the, the person that he was maybe and the fear disappears and that's a that's a huge huge milestone to walk into right and to be honest i've certainly experienced much 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 less fear and much greater sense of strength and security since i started living this way of life so much so that it's proven to me that i in given me experiential evidence that i believe this i believe i believe the claims of these meditations i do i believe that when you continue to do the work to purify your own soul thoughts and then therefore actions that you can become somebody that you didn't even know was possible i think uh, it's my belief that our own thinking can limit our opportunities our own opportunities so let's go ahead we'll get into this one um the first line how can he fear any who wrongs none I don't need to be scared of people. I don't need to be scared of what people are going to do. Because I haven't gone about taking actions, making unhealthy demands of security and affirmation from those around me. I haven't stolen. I haven't unjustly accused. Right? I have no... I like how he said it. How can he fear any who wrongs none? I don't need to walk around afraid of what people are going to do in retaliation to what I've done. Or people are going to see the person I really am. And then act accordingly to my own fear and anxiety. So that question is very telling. And it's something to contemplate, really. The righteous man is invincible. Five words, huge statement. The righteous man is invincible. It doesn't say kind of or in this way or in this perspective, right? The righteous man is invincible. He cannot be defeated. When James Allen's direct about these things, I, I say it every time. I, I always appreciate it because... I like to manipulate it. I like to make it fit a um, storyline or make it fit a uh, perspective or dialogue that I want it to fit, or I can. I do that with people sometimes still. Not nearly as often. I'm much better about living in reality today, but it still does happen. So when he's poignant and direct and precise, it's... Clarity is a beautiful thing for me. So the righteous man is invincible. It's a beautiful thing, but you have to achieve righteousness first. You have to put in this work necessary to actually become that person that is invincible, that can walk without fear. 
He says next, no enemy can possibly overcome or confound him. He needs no other protection than that of his own integrity and holiness. No enemy can possibly overcome or confound him. There's not even the remotest potential or opportunity for it to happen. That's amazing. When we live this way of life and we do it with our full willingness and dedication, no enemy can possibly overcome or confound. And he needs no other protection than that of his own integrity and holiness. Right? The, the way we conduct ourselves is our biggest shield and biggest sword to anyone and anything. It's not what we're capable of doing to another. It's the discipline and the rigorous ad adhesion to this program, to the living this way of life. Those things will protect us more than we ever know. As it is impossible for evil to overcome good, so is the righteous man can never be brought low by the unrighteous. As it is impossible for evil to overcome good. Right. That's always a fun thought. Good will always reign. As long as there are people practicing it. As long as there's people that are instituting it in their lives. Bringing it, if the, as long as it's being brought into this world, that evil can never overcome it. And he, he uh, draws that parallel to men. So the righteous man can never be brought low by the unrighteous. There's a saying here in the United States that says, um, never argue with an idiot, then it's just two idiots arguing. And it's a pretty crass statement, I know, but it's so true. <laughs> right? Um, and I, I, I thought of it for this, and it might be a little bit of a derivative of that, but, you know, we just we just embrace the way of life that we, well, we live. We embrace the way of living that has been taught to us through these spiritual works, through these spiritual um, guides, these teachings, right? We don't even need to engage in the unrighteous behaviors. We don't need to confront them. We don't need to battle them, argue them. We just live. And the results of our actions and our living speak volumes. Comparatively. Slander, envy, hatred, malice can never reach him nor cause him any suffering. And those who try to injure him only succeed ultimately in bringing, in bringing ignominy upon themselves. I'm going to look that up real quick. I've never read that word before. Public shame or disgrace. When you live, that makes complete sense. 
Slander, envy, hatred, malice can never reach him, nor cause him any suffering, and those who try to injure him only succeed ultimately in bringing ignominy upon themselves. When you live a certain way of life, when you practice this way of living so completely and openly, your repre your repre reputation, your standing in your community will instantly be impenetrable to these things. And the people trying to spread these lies and the people trying to get a foothold in for an attack will just fail. And it will come back around on them. When you do not engage with that and your and the action speaks volumes more than the accusation, it only is a negative reflection on those that start it. They'll feel the pain of their own actions. Which is the best way to handle any of that. To walk through it without engaging with it. As it will only continue. Ignominy, shame, disgrace to themselves. The righteous man, having nothing to hide, committing no acts which require stealth, is fearless and unashamed. You know, it's interesting how those two things kind of correlate. I, I don't know if I've ever officially... I feel like this is one of those statements that's self-evident when it's written down. The righteous man, having nothing to hide, committing no acts which require stealth, is fearless and unashamed. When you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear and nothing to be ashamed of. When you become fully... What do they call it here? They call it owning your story. When you own your story, meaning you completely acknowledge your past history and you turn it into a powerful tool to help others and to drive and inspire. You have nothing to be ashamed of and you have nothing to fear. What a blessing. When you quit doing wrong things, you don't need to be scared anymore. It's a pretty simple, straightforward thing, I guess. But until you see it written like that, it, uh, it, it hits differently. His step is firm, his body upright, his speech, his speech direct. Without ambiguity, he looks everybody in the face. How can he be ashamed before anyone, any who deceives none? It shows in your physical stature. It shows in your physical um, presence. And that's been uh, my own personal experience. Actually, I've been able to physically recover from years of wrong living by simply 
doing this work. By being open, honest, and willing to live a different way of life. And the rewards I've reaped from that have been so incredible that I can't put into words the amazement that I have on a daily basis. His step is firm, sure. His body upright. We have nothing to crouch over, try to sulk away from, try to hide from. His speech direct and without ambiguity. We're not hiding anything. We can, we're, we're confident in our statements, we're confident in our direction, in our thought. The clarity is there. The, the darkness from insecurity and fear no longer clouds our mind. The shame no longer holds us prisoner when we do this work, when we take these appropriate actions. He looks everybody in the face. That was something I didn't do for a long time. I couldn't look people in the eyes. I looked to the side of them, looked above them. Um, if it was a crowd I was speaking to, I would... Uh, just look over them, not acknowledge it. Or I was just, or I would stare at the floor. Or I would, you know, in today's world of screens, you could, I could find any reason to look at a screen rather than you. I could look anywhere but you in the eyes. Because I felt like the shame would just come pouring through me and you know exactly who I was. I was terrified of that. Absolutely terrified of that. It was a sad state of being. I didn't know how bad I was. I didn't know how bad of a spot I was. Maybe is a better way to say it. But this, these promises have come true for me. These statements are exactly what has occurred since living this different way of life and going through and correcting my past mistake, owning my past mistakes, being convinced of their wrongness, of their sin, their ignorance, and trying to amend them. That last sentence I read already, but how can you be ashamed before any who deceives none? When you are genuine, when you are authentic, because you are not ashamed, not fearful, you're not deceiving anybody. You're, you're, you're not uh, playing a character to no one. You're playing a character to no one. Sorry, I just want to make sure I said that correctly. You have deceived no one. So what's there to be ashamed of? What's there to be fearful of? Again, one of those self-evident statements right there that make a whole lot of sense but because I didn't read it or hear it beforehand I didn't quite piece it together that way alright and the last line ceasing from all wrong you can never be wronged ceasing from all deceit you can never be deceived What do they say? Your sins will come back to haunt you. I believe that's true. That's the law of 
justice, really. You'll reap what you sow. If you lie, you will lie too. If you wrong others, they will wrong you. And though I like to think that, or at least I used to like to think at least, that um, I did nothing to deserve the things that happened in my life. I certainly did. If I took an honest look at them. And when I was able to take that honest look, I could see how I really impacted and affected others. And from that moment forward, I could change it. And I had, and this tells me, I can quit worrying about being wronged. And I can quit worrying about being deceived. It's a pretty powerful statement. Pretty powerful reading. Overall, um, it just struck chords so deeply in my soul. And um, inspired as well. I found a lot of inspiration in these four from June already, or excuse me, from July already. So uh, I'm grateful, eternally grateful for it. So, um, but thank you all for joining me for July 4th reading. And I hope you found as much benefit in it as I did. So I'll be back again tomorrow. Until next time. Thanks. Thank you.